What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast. I'm Dalton, here with co-host Adam. Today we got the Week 15 NFL Breakdown, as well as the Week 16 Predictions. Uh, the Saints and the Rams game has already happened, so we're just going to start off with that. And Adam, I just want to start off with you and just say, how about them Rams? What, what do you think about them right now? Listen, they're deadly. So remember when Cooper Cup came back last season? We were talking, or not not last season, but a few was it like ten games ago? Um, the Rams looked good. They started off like two and oh, three and oh. And then when Cooper Cup came back, the offense like died. And we were speculating that he was Matt Stafford was forcing the ball to Cooper Cup and you know everything was just kind of got stale, right? Because Puka Nakua had a great first few games as a rookie, and then Cooper Cup comes back and it's like Puka's touches quit happening because he was forcing it to Cooper. Well, if you watch last night's game, Demarcus Robinson went crazy at wide receiver three. Went crazy. So now with this Rams team, you have to worry about not just Cooper Cup, not just Puka Nakua. Now you got Kyron Williams, Demarcus Robinson, and Tyler uh, Higby had some big catches in that game. So this this Rams offense is deadly, and we've seen it last night because that Saints defense isn't bad. Yeah, I think um, the the guy you mentioned, Kieran Williams, is the reason this team has taken the step to to become over five hundred at a point when they they were multiple games below five hundred. Now they're eight and seven. Looking like a solid pick to be that seventh seed in the NFC playoffs. And I think it starts with Kenner Williams. The fact that they have a run game is huge for Matt Stafford because he's not forcing the ball to Cooper Cup. He's not forcing the ball to Puka. He's, he's got a running back that he can hand the ball off to for 20 times a game and get 100 yards, and, and that's that's big. When you have a running back that can run for 100 yards, it opens the pass game up. Everything runs more efficient. I think that's what we've seen with the Rams in the last you know five or six weeks. And, and Kenner Williams coming back off the hour, I was worried what the injury would do to him. But it looks like it did nothing to him because multiple, you know, three consecutive games, 100 yards, don't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. And and I think, man, that, you know, if I had to choose a dark horse team going into the playoffs, choosing my NFC team, I think I would choose the Rams. And, I, and I'm curious who you would choose. Yeah, so I'd be, I'm right there with you. I would take the Rams as well. And the reason being, like, their defense struggles, right? Like, the defense isn't going to be able to hold its weight, you know, in terms of, like, like what like this offense has put up 30 numerous times. But can the defense do a job? And as an Eagles fan, personally, I'm terrified that the Eagles are going to match up with the Rams in the first round, especially if they're able to, like, uh, win the division, right? If the Eagles are able to win their division, I'm worried that we'll run into the Rams. The reason being, if they run into a team whose offense isn't hitting on all cylinders, somebody that their defense can hold under 20, you know, 25, 20 points, if they can hold them in that range, they can pull off a victory. And when you run into a team like the Eagles, whose offense hasn't been hitting you know, all like every cylinder, they've they've had their struggles. You got the Cowboys who have been super inconsistent. The Buccaneers, all all these teams should be terrified if the Rams end up getting into the wild card because their offense is electric and you're gonna have a tough time stopping it. So you have to hope your offense can produce as well. And at this point, I don't think there's too many offenses more well rounded than the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And and so my, my bold prediction that they're they're my dark horse team in the NFC. They're going to make the playoffs. Said that a couple shows ago, and we predicted that last seed. And I think they're going to get the sixth seed. I think they're going to work their way up, and they're going to play the Detroit Lions in the first round of the playoffs. Matt Stafford is going back to Detroit, and he's going to beat them on the road. Going to the second round of the playoffs, he's sending the Detroit Lions home. And I'm telling you, if Matt Stafford was the quarterback on the Detroit Lions' current football team, they could go to the Super Bowl. Jared Goff's going to be the reason they don't make it, and Matt Stafford could take him there. <laughs> the funny thing is, I, I think you're right. I, I could see that matchup happening, but I think a team like the Lions is a team that they don't want to run into, 
Oh, for sure. I can see the it. defense yeah. isn't going to be able to stop that Lions offense. So I think you'd be wrong on how the outcome would come. I think they have a better chance of beating the Cowboys or uh, beating the Cowboys or beating the Eagles than they do the Lions because you have to find an offense that's not that explosive because your offense is going to like your defense can't stop me by your offense is going to be the reason you win games. And yeah. I think if they do run into a team like the Lions come playoff time, they're, they're, they're going to be in trouble because you're going to be asking the offense to put up 35. Yeah, and that's what would have to happen. I guess I'm hoping that, that Matt Stafford's got that, you know, vengeance game where he just 500-yard playoff game and just just kind of, I mean, be grateful that he was in Detroit, but also, you know, hey, don't you guys wish I'm, I was still here kind of game. So yeah, never, You said never give up on me. For sure. And and, and the team you, you may not want to give up on or haven't given up on yet, but the team we've been talking about that don't want to play the Rams, the Philadelphia Eagles, they've lost three straight games. That's your team. So I'm going to let you talk about them. Are you worried? Are you concerned? What's going on with Jalen Hurts? Uh, just just where are you at with it? So personally, I'm not that worried. And I, I have a good reason on why I'm not worried. So who's the best team in football right now, Dalton? Lost the 49ers. Okay. Earlier in the season, the 49ers lost three straight games, just like the Eagles have lost three straight games. And they lost three straight games to opponents that were nowhere near on their level. At least when you look at the Eagles, they've lost to the Niners, a great team. They lost to the Cowboys, who are a great team. And then they lost to the Seahawks, who have a winning record. So it's not like they have a bad a bad loss outside of Jets week six. But th- these three games were really hard games. And this was part of that gauntlet that we talked about weeks ago. And I, I told you, if we come out three and three, four and two in this gauntlet, I'm, I'm, I'll be thrilled. And they come out three and three in it. So I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. They did just change up Matt Patricia. They, uh, they made him the the play caller now on defense was I, I everybody that watches football knows Matt Patricia is not the guy. Yeah. Right. But yeah. what I'm hoping is he'll dial up a little bit more blitzes to help out that defensive line. Cause we do have a great defensive line, but when you're only blitzing four, we're one of the, like the least blitzing teams in all of football because we're, our defensive line is so good. But if you start bringing Hassan Reddick off the edge more, you know, we got Nolan, uh, Nolan Smith and the, in the offseason, you know, like there's so many guys that we can line up on the outside and blitz. If we start blitzing more, you're going to see this defense become deadly. And I I, I think that's what's going to happen the longer Matt Patricia's uh, column plays. Yeah, so I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little worried, and, and I'll tell you why. I do think the Eagles can make a run still. They're very well-rounded, best offensive line, got Jalen Hurts, got weapons around. But you talked about the gauntlet, and then that's what it was. So that they've lost the last three, but the three games before, now this is all hypothetical and, and it's what if. So I'm speaking on what ifs. What if Jake Ferguson doesn't get stopped at the one he scores, Cowboys win? What if Valdez Scantling catches the touchdown pass, the Chiefs win? What if Gabe Davis don't run the wrong route in overtime, the Bills win? They're now 0-6 and, and and not 3-3. Three and three. Now that's all what ifs, but it's also like one 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 play instances at the end of a game that it very well could be – oh, my gosh, what's going on? You know what I mean? And, and thankfully that didn't happen. It didn't happen, and they found a way to win. But, I mean, two of those games were at the end of the game where Gabe Davis ran the wrong route, and then Valdez Scantling, there's no excuse. He dropped the ball in the end zone. Yeah, so he, here's my rebuttal to the what if this, what if that. If a frog had a glass ass, he would only jump once. For sure. You know For what sure. I mean? During you can't the put that much weight into it because these teams are – these teams are that they were playing are really good. Like, we can no, see every sure. one of these teams making a run. And – the Eagles, like, they played a close game. They did what they had to do to win. Yeah, for and sure. The, the Niners have a few games like that this year. The Cowboys have a ton of games like that. The Chiefs have games like that. As My thing is, as long as you come out with the victory, that's all that matters. Especially right now when you're trying to clinch the division, you're tied up with the Cowboys. So you need all the wins you can get. So I don't, I don't really put too much stock into 
what if you know what if this happened what if that happened because i because you you can say that throughout the history of football what if the holding call is not not called yeah. back in the super bowl you know there's stuff that we can't control all you can do is control what you can control and the the, the eagles did a great job of that they controlled what they could control and they won the games and i think that's what the eagles they've been in so many close games that when you get into the playoffs every game is going to be close and you're going to need to know how to win close games like we see it all the time in every sport if you can't win close games then you're not going to do much Right, and the Eagles are one of the teams that are, that can win close games. So I'm not worried about it. Am I thrilled about how this has went down? No, I'm not. But it's one of them things like I'm not going to put too much stock in it because I guess man, I guess the main reason is because I don't think anybody outside of the 49ers are winning the Super Bowl. So I, <laughs> maybe it's one of the things I've I've already accepted sure. reality for sure. No, not, and I've been saying the Niners are the best team. The thing is, like like I said, it is what ifs, but we can't. So we can't say what if they would have lost those games, but we can say they played like ass in all three. <laughs> they've done that the last three weeks too they, the only difference is they were able to win at the end of those games and I don't expect I mean I I, I do expect it to change and I think the Eagles will be okay because you've got guys like Jason Kelsey who's a leader the secondary's been bad that's the biggest problem the secondary's got to be better for the Eagles you know I mean and, you, and you've talked about that for a few weeks but I'm just I'm just kind of like stuff that Jalen Hurts has done the last few games I, I don't it's weird I've, I've not seen him do that and I don't know if it's He's trying to force it there, or he's trying to win the game on his own. He could be. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he feels the need to do that. Um, but you know, and, and then in the post game, they asked him like he said, "I don't think everyone's committed." And, and they said, "What do you think? What do you, you know, what what do you mean that everyone's not committed?" He said, "I don't have a dictionary." So is he worried to call out his teammates that he don't think if hey, listen, if 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 AJ Brown's not committed, just just tell him like, dude, we need you, we need you commit. And I don't know who he's talking about. Guys like Jason Kelsey will. I mean, he'll go to their he'll go to their face and say, "Listen, dude." Get your head out your ass. We got to win. So I'll tell you who it is that he's talking about. It's the offensive coordinator, the play yeah. caller. Dude, yeah. like, look at how bad this offense has been. Nothing wrong. Yeah, for sure. Dude, the Eagles run four plays. They run four plays. Like, that's it. And you can't do that against these good teams. Like, you're so I think Jalen is making a lot of these bad decisions because he's trying to force stuff. He's yeah. trying to make something happen because the play calling's not getting it done for him. I, I think that's what it is, honestly. And, and so, so I, I, I like the point you made about. The Niners and, and just, uh, you know, accepting who they are. I guess the reason I'm a little more worried about Philadelphia than maybe what we were with Kansas City or something is they have to get through San Francisco to get to the Super Bowl, right? And that and that's, that's the concerning part is to even get there, you've got to beat Dallas and you've got to, and you've got to beat the Niners and you got to go on. Right now they got to go on the road to do those things. Now, Dallas is Dallas. Is Dallas going to lose another game this year? Yes, they are. Can the Eagles win out and get the second seed, yes. So those things are all, all in your guys' favor, and I can still see that happening. Uh, but ho- hopefully I get it figured out, man, because the last three games I know as an Eagles fan you're not happy with. There's no way you're happy with. Jalen Hurts isn't happy. Has he played himself out of the MVP race? I don't know. But talking about the MVP race, I'm curious where you sit at right now, who you've got. I've said the last few weeks who I think it is. I- I'm going to stick with the guy. I think I think he's he's earned it. But there are some guys I, I think definitely in the conversation. Lamar is probably in the conversation. Dak was in the conversation, then he had a Dak-like game. That doesn't mean he can't be after one game. Christian McCaffrey's got to be in the conversation. And obviously Brock Purdy, who I think is the MVP. But I'm curious of, of where, who you think is. Or or is it a tough race? You know, I mean, it's not one in week 15. It, it's one throughout the season. Yeah, so I just can't give it to Brock Purdy. I just can't. Because if you watch the games, like, I know what the stats say. I know what the stats say. He's, like, second in passing yards, first in QBR. I know what the stats say. But this is one of the cases where the stats lie. Like, somebody posted on TikTok. It was a highlight reel of one I seen, game. I've seen it. One game. And it's literally him throwing the ball 
like not even 10 yards down the field, 10 yards sideways to Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel, and them them taking the ball 40 yards. That's so, where his passing yards are coming from. So, and so, the QBR is high because his completion percentage is high because he's making these little these these little easy passes that me or you could make. And then Christian McCaffrey is showing how special he is. So That's I agree. I, I agree. When I seen that video, I was like, dang. And then I seen a stat. And and you might not have seen this, but Aaron Rodgers' last two MVPs, which were recent, Mahomes MVP last year, yards after the catch, it's like 59%. Brock Purdy this year is 51%. I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan. Why was nobody bitching last year when Mahomes was 59% and Purdy's is 51%? So that's not me to take up for him. But last year, Mahomes had guys getting more yards after the catch than what Brock Purdy does this year. So, so I have I, I, I have an easy answer for you. Easy answer. How many times do we see Patrick Mahomes get out of the pocket, create plays, his wide receivers break loose? They it's a quick ten yard play because they run with him, right? Yeah, like they find like they get yeah. open and Mahomes hits them and they they do their thing. So I agree with that, but, that, that's what it is. It's Mahomes is creating and it's leading to big things as to where Purdy is not really creating things it's his it's his weapons creating things i can understand both arguments uh, you know I, I get it i i understand where to you know like eight percent less i get it but when mahomes is rolling out josh allen does it jalen hurts does it when they roll out they're they're still directing traffic their guys are breaking free they're catching the ball and going because mahomes got out of the pocket and created space brock purdy doesn't do any of that and when you watch purdy there's nothing about Brock Purdy, where you could say this guy's a playmaker because he's not. And I'm not hating on the guy. I think he's done tremendous. He's exactly what the San Francisco 49ers need. He's better than what Jimmy G was at this spot. And I don't think someone like Mahomes would really thrive in this 49ers offense because it is more simple offense, but it's effective and they have the playmakers around them. Right. So I'm not hating on what Purdy does. It's just when I sit here and think top five, top 10 quarterbacks in the league, Brock Purdy does not come to mind. In my opinion, you can't give MVP to a player who's not elite. And I don't think he's elite. So with that being said, I'm going to give it to the guy that I've been over here talking about. My MVP is Christian McCaffrey, right? He does everything on the offense. You can make the case he's the best receiver on the team, right? I, and that's not taking anything away from Debo or Ayuk because they're fantastic as well. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey, he he's on the he's on the field almost every play. He's He is used the way that we were told Jameer Gibbs was going to be used. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's so, but like McCaffrey's the best player on that 49ers team, and the, they're the best team in football. So he should win MVP. So I think I think Christian McCaffrey's a good answer. I I mean he's the best running back in football. But are we gonna sit here and knock Christian McCaffrey for having the second best offensive line in football? No. That and that's the that's why I have the problem with Brock Purdy. He's got the best left tackle. I mean one of the best left tackles of all time. Trent Williams is literally one of the best left tackles ever. And whenever Trent Williams missed those few games, the Niners had a bad few games and they lost three in a row. When Trent Williams has been on the field this year, they're undefeated. So should we take that away from Christian McCaffrey? I'm not I'm not saying I'm going to. George Kittle is the best blocking tight end in football. Should we take that away from McCaffrey because he helps him when he gets catches? I'm not going to. I do think McCaffrey's one of the most valuable players in the league. I agree that Brock Purdy's not a top five, you know, quarterback in the league, but I wouldn't, I don't I wouldn't it, it's hard, man, because if Brock Purdy was a first round, second round pick, I don't think anyone would, would be worried right now. I think that him being in the seventh round is why people are scared to give him that award. Honestly, that's what I think. I think that that's a big part of it. Yeah, look, and you're probably right because he has he had no hype behind him. Yeah. As to where if 
you know, Bryce Young would have come out and done this immediately. I could see where, you know, the hype would be there. Number one pick coming out doing what he's supposed to do. With the narrative changed a little bit, you're right. But I think the quarterback play this year has been bad across the league. Mahomes hasn't been good. Josh Allen, Burrow's been down. Jalen doesn't look good. I think this is the year where we give it to a non-quarterback, right? But it hasn't been done since Adrian, Adrian Peterson, I believe, was the last non-quarterback to win it. And I do it's similar to me, Chris McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill missed, what, two games this year? And he leads the league in receiving yards by over 200 yards after missing two games. And when he's not there, that, that Dolphins offense is terrible. The, the best offense in football when he's there, they're terrible when he's not there. So I think, it to me, it's, about, it's between Tyreek Hill and McCaffrey, and I give it to McCaffrey because he's been more durable and hasn't missed any games. So I think, this is the thing, I think Brock Cardi will win MVP. Christian McCaffrey will win Offensive Player of the Year. It's, it, offensive Player of the Year is usually a skilled player. MVP is usually a quarterback. I mean, I, it's hard. But then when you look at the stats, Brock Purdy's been sacked more than Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tua, Lamar. So, I mean, it's it's not – I mean, the pocket's clean most of the time. But there's still there's still times where he's getting rushed, he's getting sacked. I've seen him make passes that in tight windows. But but I don't know. It, it's hard. I think if he was a first-round pick, we wouldn't – nobody would be worried. But with him being seventh round and being in one of the best situations, it's, it's kind of hard to, to really give him the MVP. So I'm curious, you know, how that will happen. So I, I talked about Aaron Rodgers when we, when we mentioned it, you know, the MVP race. And he's not in the MVP race because he ain't played all year. But he was activated off the IR. They're out of it. I don't think he should play. Just kind of give me your thoughts on, on do you think he plays, should he play, or, or, or where you're at with it? You know, we kind of touched on this not too long ago after Garrett Wilson – or not Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson missed both of them games. And they were super winnable games. And we said that did, what that done was it ruined their playoff chances and it ruined Aaron Rodgers coming back. And at this point, Aaron Rodgers shouldn't come back. There's nothing to play for. If Aaron, the only reason he would come back is if he wants to tell science and everybody else, like, screw you. You know, he wants to pull a typical Aaron Rodgers. But I think he's putting himself, you know, in he's putting himself in what's what I'm looking for in Our danger. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know what the point of him playing is. I think he was activated. And why? Like, what do you have to prove? You're out of the playoffs. You're out of the playoffs. Get, get healthy. Get healthy. This team obviously has a bunch of holes. This offensive line sucks, yeah. right? Outside of Garrett Wilson, your weapons suck, right? Why come back? Let the team load up this offseason, right? Get uh, get draft picks. Get good draft picks, right? Go out and draft uh, the rookie receiver from LSU. Go out and try to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Go out and try to get weapons, and then come back fully healthy when we know you're 100% strength. Don't take a chance to come back and re-tearing the Achilles, and then we don't know if you're ever even going to come close to being the same. Or, or ever even play again. I mean, yeah, you, exactly. You may never play again. So I agree, he doesn't need to come back and play. Uh, there, there's no sense in, in coming back and playing. So to get to the predictions of this upcoming week, there's a couple games on Saturday, a ton of games on Sunday, and then, and then a few on Monday. For, for people that are listening, you're going to get Saturday and Sunday games on this episode, the Monday games will be with the NBA games, and that'll be a separate show. So you guys check that one out too. So to get into the or Saturday games, we got a divisional game, kind of some playoff implications on this game because both teams are fighting for one of the last few seeds in the AFC. It's the Bengals and the Steelers. And the Steelers have been bad recently. Jake Browning has a really good offense, weapon-wise, skill-wise, but Jamar Chase is out. May miss a few games. I'm not, not sure how much that's going to affect him. I'm sure it's going to affect a little bit because Jamar is a top – Win healthy, top three, top five receiver in the, in the NFL. So you don't want to lose a guy like that. But they do have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. I think the Bengals win here. There's no way I can pick Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph 
I'd like to say Mike Tomlin gets it done, but I, I don't know. The, the Steelers have been bad, man. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep going with Jake Browning. He he's been he's he's won some games, and he's yeah he's that guy that gives you confidence, man. And, and he's gave me confidence to pick him. So hey, look, it's it's funny how roles are reversed here because a couple weeks ago I took Browning and you were completely off the train. This week. I'm not taking Browning. I think with Jamar Chase gone, it's going to make life a little bit more difficult because Chase is that special type player that makes the quarterback's life a little bit easier. Tomlin is yet to have a losing season, and if he loses this game, he's damn near Primo's guarantee, and he has a losing season. So I think this Steelers team's not good. It's just Jamar Chase isn't there, and I think it's going to be a little bit harder for this offense to get going for the Bengals. So I'm going to take the Steelers in a really low-scoring game, like 17-14-ish, somewhere in that area. But I'm taking the Steelers. I do agree it's going to be close. Regardless of the outcome, I think it will be close. The Saturday night game, it's Bills and the Chargers, pretty simple for me. Give me the Bills by 40. Yeah, I think the Bills win by a lot here, too. The The Chargers just lost by 41 points or 42 points, something like that, to the damn Raiders, who didn't score the week before. Right? This Chargers team's bad. At least they did fire Brandon Staley. We might actually get a, you know, a more well-coached team now that Staley's not there. So that's the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope for the Chargers in this um, in this upcoming game against the Bills. But this Bills team's been on fire. Josh Allen has looked fantastic. James Cook. Listen, this is all you have to do for the Bills. Just start running the ball. We've yeah. been saying that. Yeah. Just run the ball. Josh Allen is good enough yeah. to make plays. But when there's no running game, it's easier for teams to just tee off on him. If James Cook, if they just keep feeding James Cook, this offense is going to just take off. And this could be a dark horse to win the Super Bowl. Yes, for sure. Not not make the playoffs. I'm not talking make the playoffs. I'm not talking get to the Super Bowl. I'm talking about this team could win the Super Bowl if they just keep feeding James Cook. So so I agree. They can. That's a dark horse team. I'm not going to take them because they got Josh Allen. I got another one. We'll get there when we predict that team. I want to say this real quick before we – we don't talk about the Chargers on this podcast because they suck. And the next point I'm going to make is I don't know who the interim coach is. I don't care. Fire him after this game because he sucks too. On the <laughs> Sunday. On the Sunday. Starting off Sunday, we got another coach that sucks. His name's Arthur Smith. Get him the hell out of here. Colts and the Falcons. Give me the Colts because I'm not taking the shitty-ass Falcons. Dude, I think you have to take the Colts at this point. Like – I've given up on the Falcons, man. Like, you know, I was on this train, and it sucks because you see how good Drake London is. You see how good Kyle Pitts is when they give him the ball. How good and B. we Tom already Tom know how special yeah. B. John is. We already know. Tyler Algier is probably the best backup running back in football. Like, there's so much going on with this team. Like, that's good. And Arthur Smith, now that Brandon Staley's gone, Arthur Smith's the worst coach in football. And now we're going to hop on this train, fire Arthur Smith. We're going to say it every show until he's gone. And it's probably not going to happen until the end of the season, but he, he just needs to be gone. Yeah, he'll be what, – uh, what's it called, like Black Monday? Yeah. Like that's when – yeah, he, he'll be gone. He'll be so gone. He, he, he might be the, the first ever coach fired on Sunday, the day he loses, at the end of the season. And he, he should be. The he should, he yes. should be ashamed of himself. I agree. A, a guy that shouldn't be ashamed of himself, Pete Carroll, and the job that he does with backup quarterbacks, Geno Smith, Drew Locke, whoever it is, and winning football games – Won a tough one this week against the Eagles. Got it done late. They go to Tennessee this week. Seattle's fighting for a playoff spot. When you fight, you give me a reason. Give me the Seahawks. So I'm going to differ from you. I'm going to go Titans here. Will Levis has looked fantastic. Yeah, he, he has. I know the Titans don't really have anything to play for. You know, you got an aging running back. You have DeAndre Hopkins, who's, let's just admit, he's not what he used to be. But they're still really good pieces. And these guys are trying to prove that – even though they won't be Titans next year, even I think Derrick Henry will be gone too. I think they're trying to show we still have a ton of gas left in this tank. And Will Levis is out to prove 
there there was what 32 players, 31 players picked in front of them that shouldn't have been picked in front of them. So I've taken the Titans here because even though it seems like they don't have much to fight for, I think they have a ton to fight for, even though the Seahawks literally just pulled off the upset against the Eagles. Yeah, I like Will Levis and and we've gave him props, you know, since he became the starter. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this for the Titans. If Will Levis starts week one, if you're a Titans fan, you would be watching the playoffs. Instead, you're going to be still watching the playoffs, but your team's not going to be in it. To the next game, Detroit and Minnesota. If you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, you're about to be like Tennessee. You're going to be watching the playoffs. Your team's not going to be in it. Give me Detroit. Yeah, I'm taking the Lions too. They, the Vikings fell off, right? They fell off. Um, I call. I predicted it actually. The Josh Dobbs train was yeah. over. Yeah. I, I predicted the week it happened. I wasn't on there a week too late. So ever since then, you know, I think Nick Mullins is starting quarterback for him right now. I'm sorry. I don't care who you have a receiver. Nick Mullins is not outdoing Jared Goff, which is funny to say nobody's going to outdo Jared Goff because we don't even, we're not that high on Goff. Yeah. But this, this line's offense is explosive mainly because of Amon Ra and what James DeWayne brings to the table and Jameer Gibbs. Hell, Sam Laporte is second best tight end in football. Don't at me. So I'm taking the Lions because this offense is too explosive and Nick Mullins, there's no way he keeps up. I'm going to ask you because he's like five, but I respect you putting him in. <laughs> oh, the, so the next game, a, a game that I truthfully do not care about, if it wasn't for you listeners, I wouldn't even put this game on our prediction show because they don't deserve it. The Commanders and the Jets, my prediction is I don't care. Yeah, so right here it has to be the Commanders, man. If you look at it, you got Ron Rivera who's out here coaching for his life. He's trying to show that he should be a coach elsewhere because he's not going to be a coach here in Washington come next season. You got Sam Howell trying to prove that whatever coach does come in, Sam Howell can be the answer. You know, whether it's Eric enemy stepping in being head coach or it's just going to be somebody completely fresh, you, you have to prove that you're an NFL starting quarterback. So I think he has something to play for. You know, Brian Robinson Jr., he's trying to prove – like literally there's so, there's so many guys on this team per, trying to prove that they deserve something or that they should be here next year. And then when you got the – like when you look at the Jets, the only one that's got their spot locked up next season is Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. They're the only ones that got their spot locked up. And I think a lot of them are just kind of defeated because they were hoping that – all they had to do was just weather the storm to Aaron Rodgers got back. And now we know – Aaron Rodgers hopefully doesn't come back, and there's no chance of him, even if he does come back and making the playoffs. So I just think it's going to be a defeated Jets team. I guess a hungry Sam Howell trying to show that he should be a starter next year. So I'm taking the Commanders. Yeah. So like I said, I don't, I don't care who wins. I'll go Commanders because you did. Sure. Why not? One thing I will say is I don't know that Salah's going to be there next year in New York. I, I think he will be, but it's been rough the last few years, man. And and the locker rooms gave up on him. Uh, it's just the stuff you hear has not been good. I'm not saying he should or should be gone or shouldn't be gone, but I will will not be surprised if somebody like Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick is not coaching the Jets next year. That's if the Steelers decide. Or, or and I'm not saying the Steelers fire Mike Tomlin. That'd be stupid. I could see Mike Tomlin saying, "Hey, I think my I think it's just the times here. Course, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've ran our mm-hmm. course. I need gone. A team that had us tricked, and I'm gonna say us because me and you gave the guy some love. Then we said he sucked. Then we gave him love again, and his last name's Love, and it's Jordan Love. And he beat the Lions and the Chiefs. And then he lost to the Giants and the Buccaneers, and Baker Mayfield had a perfect passer rating game. I don't want to say against him, but against his team, and he couldn't keep up. Baker, I wish you were a Cleveland Brown. You're not. It kills me. We've been talking about it for a long time now. But Jordan Love, you suck. I'm, I'm, not, I'm going back off of it. I know me and you gave him the – no, you suck. You lost to Tommy DeVito and Baker Mayfield. And you're losing to Bryce Young this week because you suck. Give me the Panthers. So I'm interested in seeing, you know, I love draft time. 
and I want to see what the Bears do with the first pick. For the sole reason I'm taking the Packers to win this game because the Bears need the Panthers to lose. So I'm taking the Packers because I want to see what happens with the Bears with number one pick. And what's going to happen is the Bears are going to keep Justin Fields. They're going to trade it to Green Bay, and Green Bay's going to draft Caleb Williams because Jordan Love sucks. That's what's going to happen. No, seriously, I, I, I probably shouldn't give him two. But but it's it's crazy, man. We, we literally started giving him credit again, and then two games in a row he looked bad. It's just – it sucks to see when you, you think the guy's figured it out and, and maybe he hasn't. So I talked about Baker. I talked about the Browns. Cleveland Browns at Houston Texans this week. You know I'm going the Browns. I'm a Browns fan. No CJ Stroud, though. I think that we make the life tough to, or you know, the life tough for the backup in Houston. If Cleveland went let me give you a little scenario here. If Cleveland wins this game and goes to ten and five, which I, I think that we we win. The Ravens have the Niners this week and they play the Dolphins. I'm just saying, if the Ravens lose two of the next three, not saying they will, if they do and the Browns win out, the Browns win the division, give me the Cleveland Browns. Dude, that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Imagine the Ravens, probably the second-best defense in football, being a wild-card team. So, and, and like, the thing is, dude, that would suck for any for any of the home playoff teams. And it's crazy because, like like you said, it is crazy. And and the scenario that I'm going to play here real quick for you and the listeners is, I'm not saying the Ravens lose to the Niners this week, but let's just say the Niners do win, and we'll, we'll talk about that on the on the you know episode with, on Christmas Day. But let's say they win. Well, that makes the Ravens four losses. Well, then the Dolphins have to beat the Ravens for them to have a chance to go to the one seed, which everyone wants that bye week. Well, who does Miami play last week of the season? They play Buffalo. Buffalo's got to win to get in. So it's it's it, you it's it's crazy, man. Like what could happen? How it all could happen for for you know Cleveland to to really win the division, man? I don't know. So. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if, if I'm Cleveland here, you got to take care of business and you got to win. And, and I think that they do. You're right. Uh, especially with a backup quarterback. It's not CJ Stroud. Uh, no tank Dale he's out. Nico Collins is questionable. Like you have to wonder about what kind of team Houston's taking out on the field. And Cleveland still has a guy named Miles Garrett. Give me the Browns by a ton because of Miles Garrett. We're probably going to cook together some par- some parlays on, uh, on Sunday and we're taking Miles Garrett with multiple sacks. Yeah, so I agree, and and, and so I, we, you know, you mentioned your dark horse team, and I'm not just going the Browns because I'm a Browns fan. Because listen, they've let me down so much, but I, I will say I'm going to take them because a veteran like Joe Flacco, and he was great for for many years in the league. I think he can manage the football game and allow the defense to keep them in games. Our defense has kept us in games all year. I think Joe Flacco has the experience, the knowledge. You've got guys like Amari Cooper. David Njoku has came a long way. I think you mentioned earlier in the year that he was a really good tight end, had a ton of upside, and we just couldn't get him the football. And and literally now you see what happens when you get him the ball. Do I think the Browns will win the Super Bowl? No. But I'm glad that we have a guy who's got the experience, who's been there, played in the Super Bowl, you know, done, done big things in the league, man. And, and, and it gives me hope. I, and like I said, they're going to let me down again. But I'm going to take them just, just a hopeful pick. Dude, and the crazy thing is this offense looks a lot better than it did when they had Deshaun Watson. The guys they're paying like $230-some million to. Joe Flacco, who's getting paid like a million or $2 million, has this offense looking like we thought it would going into the season. I don't think it's a bad pick. I don't think it's a bad pick. I don't think they'll win the division because you're going to you need a lot of help. Right, for sure, yeah. But, yeah, I think this um this Browns team can make some noise because when you get to the playoffs, defense wins. They do, exactly, and I like our defense. So, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, we got the Buccaneers who are leading the division. Not not kind of hard when all the other teams suck. And then you got Jacksonville who should win their division now with 
with CJ Stroud missing the game, and we just said that we think Cleveland is going to beat Houston, so that kind of helps Jacksonville out. But I think this is a big game for both teams. Jacksonville still wants to win to you know strengthen their gap in the division, and then Tampa Bay is literally playing to win their division right now. They're leading it. You want to win at home. I'm going to take Tampa Bay here, man. I, I've been riding with them a lot this year. Uh, uh, Baker's played well. Baker's definitely got him a starting job somewhere next year. I think it should be Tampa Bay. I don't know how they would let him go considering what he's doing. Uh, but I think he starts somewhere next year, and, and I think they win this game. Yeah, so believe it or not, I'm actually going to agree with you. But you forgot about something when you was talking about the Jags. The Jags are going to lose this game, and the Indianapolis Colts are going to be first place in the AFC South walking into Week 17. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? When Anthony Richardson went down, we thought this team was done. Like, we didn't even expect much when Anthony Richardson was there. But when he went down, we thought this team was done. And now we both think the Jaguars lose this game. And if that happens, and we, we both took the Colts as well, if that happens, the Colts will be in the driver's seat for the division walking into week 17. And I think, and you're right. And I think one of those reasons, and, and here's a bold prediction for the next NFL season they got a guy named Michael Pittman Jr. who's been really good this year. I think Michael Pittman Jr. knows he's never going to win in Indianapolis. He's a free agent this summer. I don't think he signs back. What quarterback needs a wide receiver, Adam? Shit, there's a ton of them, but I'm guessing you're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm. That's where he's going. I'm, they got to get a guy. I think that they go get a guy. Michael Pittman Jr., big time target. Is it? Is it going to happen? Probably not. But what, what, what he's been able to do with Gardner Minshew, man, just makes you wonder what he could do with an elite quarterback, even if it's not Mahomes. But just but it's elite. not even just Gardner Minshew. He's been doing this with Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah. For, just yeah. with Anthony Richardson. Like, every quarterback he's had, he has shown – it's kind of like DeAndre Hopkins when he was at Houston, right? And obviously I'm not comparing the two. But right. he's quarterback-proof. He's quarterback-proof. Yeah. And if you give him a great quarterback, it might be crazy what he can do. He's a big-time target, man. He's got size. He's got speed. His, his, he can run routes really well. So, yeah, I, I agree. He's been he's been good with anybody. Um, so uh, two teams that are fighting for a top five pick in the NFL draft of uh, you know, 2024. It's the Cardinals and the Bears. Last week we talked about hope that the Bears would keep winning and it would make it crazy and make them think they need to keep Justin Fields. Well, they lost. Now they are they going to lose again this week? I don't know who to pick here. It's a tough game. Both teams want to lose. I'm going to go the Bears at home, though. I think the Bears can win at home. I, I think Justin Fields. So, Kyler Murray's not playing for a job. Kyler Murray will start somewhere next year, probably Arizona, maybe Atlanta, who knows where. Justin Fields is playing for a starting spot in the NFL right now. So, yes, you're right. Kyler will be a starting quarterback somewhere. But I think he wants to do that in Arizona, right? Yeah. So, I think he's the, the only way he can kind of guarantee that is by winning games, right? The more games he wins, the less the the less chance there is of them taking Caleb Williams. And there's definitely a less chance of them taking like a Drake May. I think Kyler's got more to play for than Justin Fields does because Justin Fields will play somewhere just strictly off potential. People will see it. Like I said, the Falcons, I think, are a tremendous fit. But the Kyler has a lot more to play for. This team is hungrier. And so I think I could see the Cardinals winning this game. I don't care, really, to be completely That's honest true. with you. And I, if the Bears could have pulled it off last week against the Browns, I would have been taking the Bears here. But, again, I think it's another just defeated team. Right, like they like they made some moves at the deadline. They brought in Montez Sweat. This team was trying to make a run, and now that you pretty much know the run's done, I just don't see much to play for here. So I'm I'm taking Arizona, but I'd love to see the Bears just do something. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, you said you don't care about this game. I don't either. I'm sure many of our listeners do not care either, unless one of those two teams are their favorite team. Other than that, you're not watching this game. Now, a game that many people will be watching. And I think that they should put 
on the field, in the end zone, the front-runner Super Bowl, because that's what both of these teams are. It's the Cowboys and the Dolphins. They only win when they play bad teams, and now they play each other. Me and you talked about them being just alike. They're, they're the same team in different conferences. Dallas can't win on the road. Miami has cannot beat a team with a winning record. What changes here? Does Miami finally get a win against a winning record team, or does Dallas finally win on the road? Or does it end in a tie and neither happen? I think there's a good chance it ends in a tie at zero zero. <laughs> no, but 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 if I'm being honest here, the Cowboys when they're on the road, they're a shell of themselves, right? Like they're a tremendous team. Like they might be the best home football team, like in the NFL. Sure. But when they go on the road, like literally just last week, they lost 31 to 10 against the Bills, right? Like this is a team that struggles to move the ball. They they struggle to to play football when they're not at home. So I think the Dolphins, for that sole reason, will take off. And I dude, I expect. Tyreek Hill to go for another 150 yards and at least two touchdowns and expect a chain to break out at least a set 170 yard run. Get ready for it. Yeah. So that it's a tough game to pick. If Tyreek's healthy, he's going to have a big game. I say the same. I think CD has a big game. I don't, I don't see the Miami secondary stopping the Cowboys, but then again, the Cowboys are on the road. It's hard, man. I, I don't know. I They're both frauds in their own ways. And I think that Dallas finally changes it here and they get a win on the road and Miami loses. I think it's a close game. I could see it being high scoring. I could see both quarterbacks having big numbers. CeeDee having a big game. Tyreek having a big game. I just I think Dallas gets it done late. I think Dallas's defense is a whole lot better than Miami's defense. And I think that's why Dallas wins. Now, could I see Dallas losing like they just did in Buffalo? Yeah, because they suck on the road. But Miami's defense is not good. And Dallas's defense, Michael Parsons, does he make a big play in this game? I think he does. I guess we'll see. But but like you said, I, I don't know, man. They both have been up and down all year in terms of consistency or are they for real? We don't know if they're for real. Maybe, maybe this week we'll, you know, we'll see if one of them is for real. And, and the Sunday night game, I don't know how this team has been on primetime so many times this year. It's the New England Patriots and the Denver Broncos. I, I'm assuming you're going Broncos. I'm going Broncos. I guess is this Bill Belichick's last primetime game in New England? Probably. I think so. I do. I, I really think so. The Broncos have a lot to play for here. The Patriots are done, right? Like they've been eliminated for a few weeks. There's nothing to play for here. We all feel Belichick's time in New England has come to an end. Like there's literally no reason for New England even to show up to this game. Why does anybody want to watch this? Why, like you said, why, why are they getting these games on primetime? I think, the, I think Denver will win this game by at least 21 points. And listen, let me present you a scenario. There's a chance, like let's say the, the Chiefs can't figure it out. They lose two of their last three, and Denver wins two of their last three. I don't know who owns the tiebreaker, but they're tied for first place in that division. Yeah, I don't know either because they both beat each other. So then it goes down to record in conference. So I don't, I off the top of my head, I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know the record in conference against each, each other. So what what sucks for Denver now? It's been Kansas City, and who knows what their offense does. Kansas City's last three games are are easy. I mean, but then again, we don't know because their offense has been bad all year. So, yeah, I mean, Denver, Denver's got a lot to play for, not just a playoff spot, but but hopeful that some things happen for them to allow them to, you know, wrap up the division and and, ho- and host a home game. So, I, I you know, it's something to look forward to. Yeah, it's, this week and the upcoming weeks for sure have a, a lot to look out for, right? Like there's going to be a lot of playoff implications in these games. Hey, so so b- before we wrap it up, Let's make a let's make a bet. We've never made a bet on this show. Let's make a bet. Neither one of us are Niners fans. Okay, I'm making this bet with you. 
if Brock Purdy wins MVP, I'll buy you a jersey. You got to wear it. Okay. If, if Christian McCaffrey wins MVP, you buy me whatever jersey you want me to wear as long as it's not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just for that, it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You can do, Just you can for buy, that, it's going to be. Look, you can buy me an Eagles jersey. You can buy me, you can buy me a, a Cowboys jersey. I can't Dude, I might. I might get together with Andrew and uh, get you a Ravens jersey. That's what we might do. So I'll, I'll, I'll rock. Listen, I'll rock a Lamar Jackson jersey. <laughs> no, sure. it's not going to be Lamar. We're going to find the worst player possible. <laughs> well, all right. But listen, if neither one of them win MVP, then, then uh, you know, the bet's off. No, no listen, I, I have one for you. Right. I have one for you. Because we've never done this before. If neither one of them win MVP, we will give away a jersey. All right, cool. If you'll Perfect. go in on Jersey. We'll do a Jersey giveaway. We can post it on everything, but that's what we'll do. If neither if neither player wins wins the MVP, we will give away a Jersey of the of a like. So what we'll do? What we'll do is what we'll do is if neither one if neither one of those guys win and we give away a Jersey, Adam's about to wrap this show up, and in this wrap up, he's going to tell you to go follow the Facebook page. You want to follow the Facebook page because we're going to put a poll on there. And we'll put 10 players. If we give away a jersey, vote for what jersey you would want. Whoever gets the most votes, that's the jersey we'll give away. If you want your input to, you know, if you want to have input in that, you might want to follow the page and hope that those two guys don't win MVP. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like that's a fantastic idea. So with that being said, you can follow me on everything, Real AJ4. You can follow Dalton on everything, Dalton King K1. Go find the Facebook page. That's very important. Go find the Facebook page at the Cheap Seats. Follow the TikTok page. We'll probably also post something on there. It's at the cheapseats.podcast. And we're out.